Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Local Gossip, an experiment in decentralized collaborative podcast making. This is Glyph, also known as my Cognacist, and I'll be your local host for this episode, which I'm excited to say is all about SSB chess. The wonderful music you heard during the intro is a piece by Cobley entitled Chlorophyll Cascade. And uh, hat tip to my friend Dan Hassan, who opened uh, the early episodes of the local gossip with that track. Wonderful music, Cobley, and thanks for, for sharing your beautiful work. All right, so chess in the Scuttleverse. Before we meet our cast for this episode, I'd like to share just a little bit of backstory and, and contextualize. So the local gossip, uh, this experimental podcast is still very young and very new. The crystal seed for this experiment was uh, put forward by Dan Hassan, and it's really taken shape in a beautiful way with contributions from a range of different individuals throughout the Scuttleverse. And episodes are usually hosted on DAT, and they're also shared uh, on the Scuttlebutt protocol within the network. So we'll have some show notes for you, which we'll share in the Scuttleverse uh, once this recording is complete. So recently, Dan sent a private message to four of us asking if we'd be interested in recording an episode together, uh, specifically about chess and SSB chess. And I think maybe within 24 hours, we'd all put our hands up and said, we would love to be involved. There was kind of an air of nervousness and excitement. And uh, so here we find ourselves. Dan was initially going to local host the episode, uh, but their little human may be in need of some care and attention during the recording of this episode. And so I agreed to begin the discussion and hold the sonic space. Now, for any listeners who may not be familiar with SSB Chess, uh, I'd say this is one of the many gems of the Patch Bay client for Scuttlebutt. It's essentially a correspondence chess application that allows you to play and chat with other humans from Scuttlebutt. And that's all I'm going to say uh, right now. I don't want to reveal too much, and I think we'll learn more uh, from our friends as we go. Um, but to give a bit of my story and background and introduction to SSB Chess, it was through a voice call with Mix, and uh, they casually mentioned to me kind of, oh, you know, do you play chess? And at first I was a bit confused, uh, but then found out that they were talking about SSB chess. And it was that kind of gentle nudge of Mix saying, oh, you should check it out. That's a really um, calm and, and tranquil and friendly corner of the Scuttleverse. And so I've been playing for a few months now, I think, uh, and now just about daily, which is uh, always a lot of fun and quite an intimate relationship building experience I found. So now is probably a good time to introduce you to our other characters, our cast for this episode. So we have Happy O, we have Frankie, Frankie B, Dan Hassan, and Christian Bundy. So Thank you all for joining me. And I think what I'm going to do is let's start with um, Happy, the OG originator of SSB Chess, uh, to get a little bit of a backstory. And if each one of you could perhaps offer, if you're happy to, uh, where you're phoning in from, uh, a little bit about your background with chess and SSB Chess. Uh, as for myself, I am calling in from Cape Town. 
also known as which means the place where the clouds gather in Khoisan. Those were the original first inhabitants of this land where I find myself. And so over to you, Happy. Um, thanks for joining us. And could you tell us a bit about your background with chess and how SSB Chess got started? Uh, sure. So um, I'm calling in from Glasgow, Scotland, hence the accent. Uh, and I feel kind of uh, embarrassed that uh, I couldn't tell you much about uh, who used to live in Glasgow before me, so obviously I have more reason to do, but um, I can tell you about my background with chess and uh, Scuttlebutt. So um, I uh, started playing board games with my dad when uh, I was very young. Uh, he started me with an easier board game called Drafts. Uh, I think the rest of the world calls it Checkles. Um, and when I got old enough, uh, he said I'd now graduated to being clever enough to learn chess, which is more complicated. And of course, he spent a, a long time uh, beating me at it, but I still had the patience and tenacity to try and uh, win. Um, then eventually, uh, when I went to secondary school, um, I went to the chess club uh, there, which was run by a guy who uh, had run the chess club since joining the school uh, 30 years ago. And in fact, he's now retired, but still runs a chess club there. And um, yeah, uh, which I'm really grateful for the experience because uh, it got me off the playground at school, which I found utterly horrendous uh, to try and navigate um and then as for scuttlebutt um i'd always uh when it came to learning new technologies and programming languages i'd always chose uh board games to implement and um and i saw scuttlebutt lended itself really well to turn-based games and I really like chess so it was uh, the perfect thing to try and implement really. I gotcha and and so I think as we go through the conversation we'll hear a little bit more about the history of that but when I was preparing for this episode and just reading a little bit uh, back through the SSB-Chess channel um, I saw uh, an update from you, maybe I think it was about a year ago, um, including some some recent developments and improvements you'd made to SSB Chess. And under the recent improvements, you wrote ability to observe games in your network, not that anyone's actually playing, but perhaps one day. And uh, it really made me kind of smile and gave me a happy feeling because I know that now there are many of us playing daily and. Uh, really enjoying the time that we spend uh, with one another and kind of forming these interesting and intimate relationships along the way. And from my understanding, uh, Frankie B, Frankie was uh, one of the first people to play with you at chess. And so I'd love to 
hand over to Frankie uh, to, to introduce themselves and, and tell a bit of their story with chess. Hey, I'm Frankie. Um, I'm calling in from Hawaii in the US and uh, I apologize in advance if you can hear the, the background noise, but I started playing SSB chess probably about um, a year ago now. And it originally, I had, I got on SSB in March of last year, and it was mainly due to my, my occupation. I work in, um, I work on building tools <clears throat> in Ethereum and was more interested in how SSB did identity. So it was really just kind of a lurker and like watching around and then I met Dominic about a little over a year ago, and he introduced me to SSB, SSB Chess. And um, Martin, or Wando, or Null Radex, depending on how some people know him, and I played a lot of chess. I was a chess teacher back in the day, and I, I taught um, uh, probably ages like 10 to 15. And I also like, I really enjoyed chess. It was something that, that I, I had a lot of fun with. Um, me and the teachers back in the day, we would do this thing called beer night. And it was alcoholics who liked to play chess. And we would do uh, five minute rounds uh, brackets. And we would just like climb the ladder. And I, I always really enjoyed that. So playing chess was really easy for me to just get really involved in SSB. And that was kind of my on my on ramp. And of course, like then I would check SSB more regularly because I play chess with uh, Wando. And then um, Happy saw that we were playing chess and was like, oh my God, I have users. I would love to play you guys. And now I've been playing Happy. Probably, a, you know, we have a game going all the time since since a year ago. So that's, that's my story. Nice. Amazing. And, and I'm quickly going to ask, did you know Happy uh, before they created SSB Chess? Was there some sort of friend friendship or, or connection there before, or was it purely through SSB? It was purely through SSB. Uh, right fun. on. Um, I, uh, I didn't know Frankie and Wanderer, and uh, I think I saw raw chess messages float past in like a raw feed view, and I'm like, hey, wait a minute, I don't recognize any of those IDs, and I wasn't following either of them or aware of any of them in Scuttlebutt. Uh, up, up to that moment, uh, my main opponent had been myself uh, via my Raspberry Pi, which I was using to respond to myself in the command line with moves so it was super amazing to have um have actual users uh, to uh, play with and test with it was it was great and now now i have 12 people to respond to a day uh, and sometimes i get confused between games i try and pick up pieces that aren't there because it's in another board so it's uh, I'm super happy with how far it's came along in a year. 
It was really funny too. That was when the clients didn't know how to handle really the SSB chess messages. So there was this whole conversation thread in uh, in in the public channels of like how to deal with them, and because we were making a lot of noise, and I think it was flooding the, uh, you know, just flooding the fire hose. Yeah, that's right. I remember um, Cell. Uh, it was super encouraging about my like chess endeavors, and it was like. Out of nowhere, hey, look, uh, I've made a renderer for chess messages, and any chess move message there was would be a reply in the thread with a HTML drawn chessboard. And of course, that was great uh, quite like initially, but as soon as me, you, and Wanderer were like furiously playing chess, uh, anyone using Patchfoot had a flooded view, and anyone else had like a flooded draw view. So yeah, those were funny days. Yeah, I really like that you kind of first detected the activity by seeing the messages go by. There's kind of something like uh, a bit like a spider on the mesh work, except uh, you're, you're picking up friends and, and not prey. Um, and yeah, uh, kudos to Cell for, for coming in like that and giving a hand. Uh, I think let's let's check in with Christian and say hi to Christian and uh, yeah, if you could tell us a little bit about your story, that would be great. Yeah, so uh, I'm calling in from a city called Portland in the Cascadia bioregion on the west coast of the United States, um, just east of Hawaii. Um, I started playing SSB chess two months ago and I was very much out of practice. I hadn't played in about 10 years. The most recent time I played was uh, uh, during a summer when I was in high school, I'd play like every weekday with my buddy Neil. Um, and before that, I played like one chess tournament in I think fourth grade. Um, they taught our class how to play chess and then they did a tournament. I'm pretty sure I placed super, super badly. Um, but about two or three months ago, I saw that there was somehow chess and I went, wow, that couldn't possibly be true. How would you even begin to implement it? and uh, switched over to Patch Bay, which was my first time trying that out. And lo and behold, there was this chess tab and I invited everybody because I was so excited to play, which now if you go back, you can see this like gigantic torrent of me just inviting people who never played chess. Um, I found a couple of people, I think I started playing with Happy. Um, now I have a daily ritual of um, opening up the chessboard and having, you know, between six and 12 chess games ready for a new move. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I really like that. Um, one thing I was thinking about earlier is how you begin to pick up the rhythms of the people you're playing with um, in terms of, yeah, I guess your days are overlapping and intersecting in, in interesting ways sometimes maybe it's morning for me and it's nighttime for someone else. Um, and I, I really like this idea that we kind of touch down once in a while and sort of sync our orbits to, to play some chess moves. Um, and on that note, someone who has a lot of uh, ideas that I find very exciting and creative and enlivening Dan Hassan, welcome to the Scrycast.
Let's see, Dan may be away from keyboard at this moment. Let's try one more time. Dan, are you there? Hi, sorry, I just accidentally elbowed my little human in the head and then there was uh, some uh, consolation needing happening. You might, you might hear said little human in the background. Um, so was the question the same as for everyone else, as in uh, the chess backstory? Yeah, I think so. If, uh, of course, if there is um, something else you'd like to open with, uh, go for it. Basically, just, yeah, it'd be interesting to know, because I think you are also quite recent. Um, I found a quote from you about six months ago saying, how the hell have I only just discovered SSB chess? Uh, and uh, I think since right. then you've, yeah, I think since then you've been uh, a regular player. So maybe what's the experience been like for you? So I think the, um, I moved from patchwork over to patch bay about six or seven months ago. I knew cause it started working with, uh, mix on MMT and dark crystal stuff. Um, for anyone not who's come along recently, you might not have seen the fire hose that was MMT over the last year. So you can look at that at hashtag MMT. I won't go into it too much, but as part of that, I started looking at patch bay um, and I turned on all the message types. And then I kind of, I saw SSB chess and I think that was the declarative moment. Um, so about, I guess when I was around four, five or six, my dad started to teach me how to play chess. He always whooped my ass. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I've been fond of it ever since. And so when I saw it in um, SSB, I was just pretty happy um, and fired off some invites and have been playing it. When I was in Fiji, I, I, I was a bit sporadic because my internet was kind of not not good. Um, but recently, I've been playing it every day, and like Glyph, I've kind of, it's been a really intimate, fun way of um, fusing in with people's lives and also myself. So um, I'm calling in from Nam, otherwise known as Melbourne. Um, prior to colonization, it was. Um, uh, home to the Wundry mob. I recently found out that Warren refers to the White River gum tree and uh, Dri is the grub that lives in the tree, which I, I kind of liked. Um, what place is in Nova? Oh, yeah. Nova. Well, that's Nova. Um, I think that's, that's, oh, yeah, recently I onboarded my, my dad and I thought after playing every day for nearly six months, would finally beat him and he's not played in 20 years and he just whooped my ass again which was a bruise to my ego but has uh given me even more uh, reason to keep playing <laughs> i'm sure you'll you'll get a few wins over him soon uh if your record against me is is anything to go by um yeah i'm receiving frequent thrashings um but yeah, maybe I'm quite interested to know, because it sounds like um, Happy and maybe Frankie as well, you've both been um, playing chess in this way on other online platforms and like other digital ways of playing chess. So I'm kind of interested, 
with the decentralized nature of Scuttlebutt, um, do you feel much of a difference in kind of the experience of playing chess on SSB? Um, yeah, maybe happy if you could speak a little bit about that kind of qualitatively what the experience is like compared to maybe playing on, I think you said lie chess or, or maybe chess.com. Um, yeah, so uh, I actually used to be a contributor to an open source uh, chess service, uh, lychess.org, which is uh, a beautiful atlas uh, uh, chess site written in, uh, in Scala. Um, and it's, it's really obsessed about performance and speed, like fast chess games. Uh, some people call it blitz, uh, some people call it speed chess, and um, you can actually uh, on occasion see like grandmasters playing on there, like with uh, one minute or 30 seconds in the clock uh, to make all the moves. Um, so at the moment, um, you can't have quite that real-time experience in Scuttlebutt, but maybe down the line when we have, um, like when you can uh, use pubs and similar to um, branch off into different protocols, we could maybe have like peer-to-peer -peer speed chess. But um, I find the experience is different in the sense that in live chess, I would be more likely to choose an opponent based on uh, my skill level. So, um, and it would be ran random people from across the world, but but in Scuttlebutt, it's um, it's kind of more like a friendly, similar to the chess club I went to at school. Like, I would see the same people there every day. Like, uh, I see you a lot, and um, and yeah, like Frankie said, I think a lot of us chat and play at least one move a day, and have done for months. So it's it's a lot more social and. Uh, it's a good way to chat, uh, and it reminds me more of a sort of in-person chess club than other chess services do. Yeah, I like that a lot, the way, the way you described that. I get the same sort of feeling of um, kind of like a slowness, um, and maybe it's kind of because of that asynchronous nature of the way the, the game and the conversation unfolds. Uh, but I like that. And I think Dan and Zach and Angelica uh, touched on this in episode two of the local gossip a little bit about how you don't necessarily have to feel like you need to keep up the conversation. Maybe if you're having a quieter day or you just want to pop your head in and play a few moves. I, I never feel any pressure from the person I'm playing with that like I should be responding to them quicker. Um, and I really like that. It feels like a nice balance compared to the public feed of Scuttlebutt where sometimes there's just so many awesome posts and ideas and, and deep discussions um, that it can, it's wonderful, but it can also feel 
um, quite uh, like quite a lot of volume. So being able to slide over into uh, to chess and have some quiet time uh, has really been enriching for my day-to-day -day life, I'd say. Um, and Frankie, I'm interested, do you think there is some scope to use SSB chess as a, as a teaching tool, um, potentially even with um, some kind of guidance or like mentorship coaching approach? Oh, absolutely. Um, the chat is definitely very useful for those kinds of things and being able to talk to your opponent and walk them through certain moves you've made. Um, that being said, I feel like a lot of SSB is, would, would be well catered to that. Um, I, I actually like, would like to kind of comment on sort of your question yeah, to happy right which is on. i i played um, um so on chess.com for probably seems, uh, my fellow about humans two years, have dropped off for, for a moment, about six months out of the two years i was playing um, about 12 back. games a day so let's see and can i would play me? uh speech uh, hi happy can you hear me did, yeah did someone ask if i could hear them yeah that was me okay i think i just dropped off for a moment but i uh kept recording, kept speaking, so we'll just continue on smoothly. Um, and so I guess I'm interested to, although, no, actually, let's uh, let's go over to Dan Hassan, who uh, has something they would like to add. I was, um, when you dropped off Glyph, Frankie was um, chatting about chess.com. Sorry. Oh, great, thanks. Frankie, go ahead. Sorry about that. Um, anyways, so saying that in chess.com, people are actually a little bit more aggressive and people can be rude. And I find it really interesting that the the difference in in just like community feel for SSB, where you definitely have like a little more social accountability to A, not be a dick and um, B, you're not really, it's not like without the ELO score, you're more having fun and like playing for fun rather than playing to bump your score up um and i find that really interesting i also i mean like if i went on like a small rant about ssb chess i think one of the most interesting things for me is like i've definitely gotten friends of mine in um in my like sir in my circle in my community to get on ssb chess uh if nothing but then to play like at conferences wi-fi com like conference wi-fi is such shit that you you like have a hard time getting if you wanted to play chess and we're like have a little downtime or you just want to hang out with your friends that it's it's actually really difficult to like reach something like chess.com versus with ssb since it's local you can just sit there with your friend and play on the computer um and not worry about having to go all the way out to a server just as play with someone sitting next to you which has been really nice Ah, that's really cool. So you kind of has that um, that local capability as well of playing with people in, in the same shared location on um, on degraded networks. That's really cool. Yeah. I, 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 say I hadn't thought about that. A lot of my friends are nomadic. So like carrying a chessboard around is like not <laughs> something that they can do. So and a lot of, you know, and sometimes we are in really bad situations for Wi-Fi. So it's like our best option. And it's been great for that. 
Amazing. Uh, and um, happy. I know there's been some talk recently about some um, just some questions around potential additions to SSB Chess. Um, maybe some some new features or different game types. Would you like to speak a little bit about that and your thinking on on the kind of road ahead for SSB Chess? Um. Yeah. So. Uh... A, f a few weeks ago, um, Frankie and I had a chat about adding tournaments to SSB Chess. It was a, it was a Frankie's idea actually. So, um, uh, uh, I was intimidated by the idea because I was like, "This this seems like a, a really hard problem in a peer to peer space." We're not. In theory, not everyone can see each other, but of course, at the moment, uh, at least a little chess community, I think everyone can see each other. But, but as as we chatted, it it seemed as though it's uh, an approachable problem. So, uh, I think eventually we'll have tournaments. Um, the next major thing I want to build uh, or add is a uh, game variance. So. Uh, game variance is where you still have the chessboard and the same pieces, but the rules are different. So one one particular game mode that I like is called Atomic Chess, and the idea is uh, when you take a piece, uh, all the pieces around the piece you've taken explode, uh, like in a chain reaction, uh, unless of pawns in a it can lead to some like really fun and dynamic games that just change instantly, and um, it's uh, uh, it's good fun, and I think it would be relatively easy to add to SSB Chess because the uh, uh, the log Chess Logic library already has it, so it's just adding some small glue, um, and. I would also like to improve the invite page. Uh, I feel that's long overdue and overhaul, but uh, it's good enough for now to, you can't even choose your own color, uh, uh, like whether you start as um, white or black. And I, uh, I've been in a couple of situations where people ask, hey, can you invite me so that I can try a new opener as white? Um, so I'm surprised. I'm surprised that hasn't come up very often, but that small things like that would be good to have. Yeah, I think uh, tournaments could that could create a really uh, exciting atmosphere. And um, I know Dan and I have also spoken about the possibility of having a crab meat uh, chess tournament, uh, which would be a lot of fun. So if they're uh, any listeners from the Scuttleverse out there who are getting together with other butts, then uh, yeah, you should maybe play some some chess and and share of your time with us. Um, and so I believe uh, Christian's been doing some work as well on chess recently, um, something around invites and potentially opening up who it's possible to invite. Uh, Christian, could you? share your progress on that. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a little bit of code that uh, used to say 
back up. Uh, when trying to figure out who you can invite, there's a little bit of code that says um, to check to make sure that these people are your friends, so both you're following them and that uh, they're following you. And I just deleted a couple lines of code to remove that requirement, um, at least for my client. And so I was inviting people that weren't necessarily following me back. Um, and then I sent it over to Happy and said, hey, would you like this? And he said, yes. And now it's in the code. So I think in current versions you, of SSB Chess, you can now invite other people. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I haven't uh, seen if it's been published yet. But very, very tiny change. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, but very, very useful. useful. Um, um, I'd, in fact, I'd like to take it further so that you could invite people that you don't follow, but that you can see, uh, so that you can, uh, like, I think, uh, might suggested, um, there might be some people that you just want to play chess with, but, um, don't, uh, without having to follow them, so, uh, that would be good to have. I started working towards that, but then I got deep in being frustrated with um, HTML uh, data list forms. It's a new HTML5 thing, but I might return to that one day when I have more time. Yeah, I like that that idea of being able to play a game with someone who maybe you haven't had that prior relationship with, or maybe you've just seen them popping up their posts um, around the Scuttleverse. I think that was a feeling I had when I first started using the internet, kind of this feeling, um, the the possibility of connecting with, with unknown people throughout the world. And like, I, I guess I kind of want to say strangers, but in a, in a non-threatening sense, you know, where you had this feeling of, of excitement and discovery. And I think I've heard a similar thing of many folks coming to Scuttlebutt and, and feeling that same kind of thing. And so I think chess offers a great way to, to do that, to engage with someone who maybe you might not otherwise uh, connect with, or, or maybe it's just better suited to your style of communication. I think, um, not all of us are, are comfortable in the main hall or the main bar or the area where all the folks are hanging out. So it's nice to have these side rooms to, to take a breather and connect in a different way. Um, so let's see. Um, Dan, do you have some thoughts that you would like to add? Of um, Yeah, do you have any thoughts you'd like to add at this time? I, I have thoughts. Um, I'm not sure now is the best place, but uh, Frankie mentioned earlier that when you arrived to SSB, you were primarily interested in the identity model. Um, and then you also touched on a little bit later how um, something of the arrangement in SSB leads to like a, a different underlying um, feeling than for example on chess.com I like don't be a dick um, I'd be super interested to hear like your reflections on kind of chess identity um, and then even a comparison to um, some of the thinking coming out of the ethereum space however I don't know if that's 
way too tangent tangential to SSP chess. Um, that's that's the thought that was in my brain. So I'm going to answer a lot of your, or I'll retort your thoughts with some of my thoughts. How about that? Um, a little off topic is like there, this may be like a little bit too technical for this podcast, who knows, but in, um, in Ethereum, one of the most interesting things um, that people like to talk about is state channels. And one of the first working prototypes for state channels was SSB chess, or not SSB chess, sorry, was chess. Um, the interesting thing about chess is that it is a game that has the necessity to like it basically requires a system an underlying system to prevent double spend it's like having it's almost like the game itself is a currency right you don't you can't like lie about how many moves you've made and you can, or like you shouldn't be able to lie about the move you make or be able to take a move back and then respend that move again um so chess has always been like a very easy example for something for something like that um chess itself has like gone you know goes far back in the history of computers and is used a lot of the times for like to prove things out i mean we have utf8 symbols for chess pieces and there were some of the first like some of the original symbol sets um i'm getting more off topic now but the identity aspect of chess is is something that i or like you know the ethereum community really likes its buzzwords so like social accountability has been something that floats around and it's it's basically the interesting thing about ssb is that because you have um you you kind of exist in the network based on the graces of the friends you have without any friends you can't publish any messages um, so if you get blocked too many times, you are cut off from the network. Um, that concept, as as simple as it sounds to us, is quite profound in in um, in in our world, especially when we're trying to better represent humans on the humans um, in the internet and humans in computers and so so on and so forth. And for Ethereum's sake there's a lot of like pursuit for having identity in ethereum or in, in the decentralized web and the i mean a lot of the reasoning for that is to allow people to kind of do exactly what you do on ssb which is like interact and in a way where you can trust that these people like you can trust that these people are good people or so on and so forth and even a little thing like getting chess to be um to be viable is like quite an outstanding feat in my opinion um because if you can get the whole of chess which there's a lot a part of chess right there's scoring there's tournaments then you're you're better representing a human than most systems can do am i making sense i get a little ranty sometimes and if if i start to like trail off frankie you took that um and really ran with it that was so good yeah podcasts so, were made for rants that was excellent <laughs> it's it's definitely like even even set aside my like deep obsession and love for chess um which may be causing a bias 
being able to see the whole of chess, everything from playing the game to scoring um, work is is just like such an excellent step for a decentralized network. So I'm excited for the future of SSB chess and I really wanna help push it along. And I think that tournaments is going to add like a very interesting paradigm and we'll see how that works. Cause like, again, a lot of the times online tournaments can be quite a like frightening place. They're scary. And I wanna see if, SS if SSB can make it so that tournaments are fun and enjoyable and a good learning experience for everyone. That's my new, my new goal right now. <laughs> I've been like slowly I'm, working. I'm, I'm super confident we can do that. I think we can, together we can create a, a really nurturing environment. Yeah, and that nurturing environment will be really like quite a win for, for SSB because as it stands now, like the internet's still like the very much the wild, wild west. We can, we can kind of, as people get away with a lot of things, I mean, in Reddit and in 4chan, there's like obvious traits of just like human nastiness because there's no social accountability. Like you, you don't see people you interact with as necessarily people. They're these like objects that you just like, they're, they can be argument objects and you forget that they have like feelings and emotions versus an SSB, you're very much like, oh, this is a real person who has like a day-to-day -day life and I may not have ever met them, but like they have emotions and I can empathize with them a lot better. Um, and also like the downside is like, if you are, if you, if you can't get, if you can't empathize and you are being a little poo, um, then you will get denied from the network, which is not something that really is pushed through in a lot of forms. Some forms are built to be aggressive. Yeah, that's really interesting what you say of kind of like the stripping away of the subject and and um, arguing or shouting against this object. Um, and I guess, yeah, I really like the point you raised about, I guess in SSB, it's all about subjectivities. And there are these other relationships and the sense of accountability you speak of, uh, it makes me think about the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And he spoke about this idea of um, about 150 being the number of people that could live in, a, in one place or work in one place and, and basically recognize one another by face and kind of have, even if it wasn't a deep friendship, some, some working knowledge and relationship with that person. And that above that number, you start that kind of inherent accountability of small groups starts to break down. And so maybe that's one of the major advantages of, of the approach through subjectivities with SSB, where, you know, you're not plugged into the, to the ocean of everybody shouting and, and kind of writhing together. That's kind of what the internet, the legacy web has become. Uh, to me, at least in many ways. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for for what the future holds as well. The tournaments sound like it would be a fantastic addition. And uh, from what I understand, we also have SSB Go to look forward to in the near future. So uh, yeah, hat tip to Michael. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Michael. But um, does anyone know? 
when the release of that might be? Is that pretty close to completion? Um, I think the main challenge that's left is uh, creating a release build that can target Mac, Windows, and uh, Linux. Um, I've actually managed to use it to make a few moves against Michael, but I had to um, I had to do, make a sort of Franken build for myself. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's it's basically there. But uh, uh, Michael's been busy. I also hope I'm pronouncing his name properly. But uh, yeah, um, so that will be exciting, and it. It makes me wonder if we should aim for some grand unified board games interface um, or whether they should be two independent things. I guess that long-term questions. Yeah, that would be pretty cool to be able to open up your board game client and, and switch before switch between a few different games. Um, yeah, I like the idea of that a lot. And any, we've just seen the uh, very exciting release of Miniverse. Well done, Andre. Incredible to, to see the work you've put into that. Uh, I feel like there's so many exciting things happening in the Scuttleverse right now. It's kind of difficult to, to keep up with everything. And now with the local gossip, we've kind of entered uh, or offered a new dimension of, uh, I guess, interacting and, and listening to um, what's going on in the Scuttleverse now that we have audio recordings. I always love it when people share photos of their, their crab meats as well. Um, so do we, on that note, yeah, that's why I raised that. Any chance of SSB chess on mobile in in the uh, foreseeable future? Or is that maybe putting the cart before the horse a little? Well, I think it would... Um... It would be a great opportunity to test a couple of things. So that uh, it would be a great way to test same as so that um, you could play on the same games on your laptop and phone. And uh, from your perspective, it would look like just you versus your friend. But of course, underneath it would be like your laptop's identity and your phone's identity. But the game view would uh, hide that complication and uh, it would be a good way to test how easy it is to build like another mobile client that just focuses on chess. Um, I don't think it's a good fit for Maniverse itself unless there was some complicated plug-in system that I guess we can dream of in the long term, but I could see me using a lot of the stuff that uh, Andre and other people have put together in order to build many that like the uh, Node.js Scuttlebutt project and uh, React Native stuff and um, put together a client. It's just, it's just a matter of getting the time, really. Maybe, maybe if there's another call for grant proposals, I could try and frame it as um, like a way to test same as and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. That excites me, but 
uh, yeah, it's just a matter of finding the time. Would you be worried um, adding same as to to uh, chess that you'd fork games? Oh God, yeah, that's <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, my God. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna uh, sit and quietly have an existential crisis about that. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to put you into an existential crisis, Happy. <laughs> Can I ask everyone a question? Certainly. Yes. Um, sorry, yeah. that was a, a, useful, a useless ping. I should have just gone for it. Um, I have a personal rule um, whenever I'm working on client projects don't ship on Friday. Um, and oh, we then. At work. <laughs> okay, I think it's it's a pretty consistent one. Another one is like don't commit to master with more than two beers. Apparently, one's fine. Um, you'll need to adjust that for your body weight. So recently, um, I've noticed that when I'm trying to play chess moves and uh, kiddos like pulling out my legs, I make some real bloopers. And I'm wondering, I've noticed in playing each of you that that has happened over time. What is the cause for your uh, bloopers and more at a meta level. Um, what have you found SSB Chess has taught you about yourself? So to recap, mine is do not make moves when I've got my toddler pulling out my leg because I'm sloppy as. Um, and I've also learned that SSB Chess is kind of like a reflection of where my head's at. So I notice, I think I mentioned this with Zach and Angelica, when I'm consistently playing really crap, it's this moment where I catch myself and go, hey, how am I going? Um, and that has been, I've learned that about myself, that I can, through a daily practice, kind of um, see a bit how I'm going. Um, you are also all free to go, I don't want to answer that, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I think it's super interesting. I So I think that my biggest blooper is I can recall a couple of them um, and then immediately in the chat afterward being like, oh, wow, that was a terrible move. Please just check me, you know, I totally deserve it. Um, but I think most of those happen when I'm about to go to bed. Like most of Scuttlebutt is very slow and there's no obligation to get back to people in a reasonable period of time. Um, but sometimes when you're chatting with somebody on chess, it feels rude to like open the game in the morning, play a move, chat with them a little bit, and then once you're done chatting, it'll still be your move. And you look around the board and you want to go to bed and there's just nothing good. And you're like, fine, I'll just play some move just because it feels like, I mean, I think it is the right thing to do. Um, I think just stalling the game for an indefinite period of time is uh, not a good use of anyone's time. Um, but I often do that and especially going, going to bed where you're like, oh, I just, I have 12 games. I'm going to go through all of them. I'd be willing to bet I spend more energy on the first couple of games as well. Like once I'm down to the last like two or three games, I'm like, okay, what are the valid moves on the board and how fast can I click and drag my mouse from the piece to where it's going to go? Um, so those could definitely get a little bit more thought. But that's something I've noticed myself doing.
I'm going to answer this in a roundabout way. Um, I, as I've played happy for over a year now, I have like noticed how much better he has gotten at playing me. And I actually now like, I think we, we win lose now, even amounts of games. Like in the beginning, it was primarily me winning and happy winning a game, like one out of 10 or something. Um, and he's gotten way better at this to the point where like now it's a challenge. Um, I find that if I, my like bloopers for moves comes from um, a lot of the times if I get like really into chatting, like I, I lose sight of the board, I will make a bad move <laughs> for sure. Yeah, bishops in particular also get me. I don't know why it is, but my eyes just don't look in diagonals. So that's definitely also a thing. Just side of the One of the things I like to teach the kids, Christian, is like, you you don't, when you look at the board, you don't, um, you don't want to think about too many things. You just want muscle memory from pieces. So if you play enough games, you start to really get used to that. And it's just like, it doesn't even, you don't even think necessarily of where the piece goes. You just know that danger hot zones and like certain areas are like best place pieces for X for like, you know, a knight is best in the middle of the board. For example, if you can claim one of the four center squares, you have control of the whole board. Yeah, I think I've mentioned, I, I think to happy and maybe at least to happy that I wish that there was some sort of like heads up display where I know this would totally be cheating. Um, but I wish that I could see like which pieces were under threat, which pieces I was threatening. Um, knights, especially I, I, I can look at the board and say, Oh, I know that the knights can go there, 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 there. Um, but somehow it's not intuitive enough. I'm sure that it'll just require more than like two months of playing, um, consistently, but it's definitely a thing to, Thing that I'm hoping just turns into muscle memory and that I don't have to think about consciously. Yeah, I would say I also haven't uh, built up that kind of like geographical intuition of the board and what's going on. <laughs> but I think, uh, yeah, got to just keep keep practicing, keep getting at it. Um, to answer Dan's question, I think I find, and this is sort of something about my personality um, of like if I'm I really thrive on running a few projects in parallel and then I can kind of switch between things um, but if I'm in an unhealthy or unbalanced state in my life I tend to it, it becomes a weakness and I become quite scattered and I lose my usual focus and ability to switch between tasks pretty seamlessly so I think I find that with chess as well, where I'm trying to do all the things uh, in one day, every day. And uh, yeah, I think it's been a reminder for me of not necessarily making that the goal and enjoying days as well, where I don't maybe don't make as much forward progress or, or I don't quite tick all the boxes of, of the hobbies and fun things that there are to do. Um, how has, so I think Dan shared his experience. I see here that we have about four minutes left until we hit the one hour mark. Um, and I think it's probably a good practice to try and wrap it up in an hour. So I'm going to see if we can 
get a few more thoughts. Is is there anyone um, with something they would like to share, something that maybe hasn't been covered yet uh, as a means of slowly winding us out? Um, yeah, I'll, uh, my muses are on muses at the moment. Yeah, I'm talking good. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll answer Dan's question. Um, I've, uh, so kind, kind of like yourself, uh, I, I can be quite bad at multitasking, uh, and I find that, uh, if I look at a game, uh, I've kind of got good at catching myself and my attitude at looking at a position. Like normally, I enjoy complicated positions because that's some of the most fun in chess. But if I look at uh, a board uh, and I feel myself kind of feeling overwhelmed, or I've, I've looked at, I've returned to the board four times and I haven't moved and it's not a good feeling. I'm like, okay, uh, maybe it's time to like take a step back from like all the things I'm trying to do at once. And sometimes I even get that feeling from the chess chats. Like someone might ask me a, a relatively simple question. And uh, if I find myself, if there's like friction about responding to it, I'm like, okay, maybe you're a bit stressed out at the moment. Uh, and I, I'm getting better at catching that, especially after the, uh, oh, Frankie's just moved against me. That's cool. <laughs> especially after uh, Dan pointed out in a scuttlebutt post how he can uh, measure his headspace from the mistakes he's making. And in terms of like, um, chess mistakes uh i feel my blunders either come from uh, getting like too focused on an attack that i think is elegant or cute and um and of course just totally missing the threats i'm under like in ssb chess i've came under some uh checkmates that have really shocked me like oh god uh, sometimes when I'm up in material about three pieces, I think Zach in particular's uh, really sniped me with some good checkmates when uh, when I've been winning in material like that. Um, and I'm I'm also quite I, f I think I'm quite bad at. Uh, Frankie mentioned some like rules of thumb about chess, so I feel a really good valuable learning experience, but I can lean on those too much, I think. Like, rules like, um, yeah, try and control the sensor uh, or have, like, rooks and open files. But, um, but sometimes I, like, lazily lean on those rather than uh, try to, like, plan the classic, like, three moves ahead or whatever. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I will hand it back to our host. I like what you said about um, occasionally being surprised by by a checkmate that you hadn't seen. <laughs> I, it, it happens to me quite often that uh, some piece I hadn't seen or a move I hadn't anticipated uh, comes to pass. 
And it's a bit like, uh, so I spend quite a lot of time in the garden um, working with plants and things. And I have that same kind of feeling sometimes in the garden where some insect kind of jumps out from under a leaf or a bird swoops down or something that I wasn't expecting kind of gives me this little fright. And uh, I think that's maybe what makes uh, life so, one of those things that makes life so interesting is those unexpected moments in your day. And I think on that note, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. I'm really grateful to Frankie and Happy and Dan and Christian for joining me on this sonic adventure. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about the local gossip, you can check out with your favorite Scuttlebutt client. Uh, it's the-local-gossip is the channel where there's quite a lot of discussion there. And we'll be posting show notes. Uh, as, as I said at the top of the hour, uh, this is really a collaborative enterprise. So if you have some skills or passion, if you want to get involved, you, you, know, you are the local host. So jump on board and feel free to run with any ideas. Thanks very much to all our listeners, wherever you may be throughout the chorus. And I hope you have a fine, fine evening. Dream well, sleep well, be well. Take care.